When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This is Click, 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 or Don't. Very simply, here's the headline. Are you interested in clicking or not? Yeah, you're listening to comedian Anita Marks. <laughs> yeah, how did that work out? How did that work out for me? Uh, Joe, you had, some, you had some good questions for me in the break. You were asking me, like, how did I get graded? Uh, with that comedy course, right? Um, and uh, that's a really good question. I, you know, I, I don't know it, it, that I showed up and actually went on stage for an amateur night. I, I guess I immediately get a C. I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, I would assume that it's heavily, heavily attendance based because, I mean, if you're just not funny, you're not funny. But, like, how do you go from a classroom setting to telling jokes to an open mic night and then, you know, the gauge in grades. I don't think that's necessarily fair. You know, I will say this. Like, do you, did you guys have superlatives in, in high school? Did you have superlatives? Yeah. Did you, okay. Did you, did you vote or were you nominated for any? I voted. I wasn't nominated. I wasn't like best dressed or anything. Same boat as Joe. Wasn't nominated, but I think I voted. I know in like, um, I know before high school, I definitely, was voting i don't know if i definitely did in high school or not they may have just randomly just pulled some people and said hey you're this superlative i honestly don't know so i i was voted so i won best tan keep in mind i grew up in miami people okay so tanning was a thing so i won best tan i won best legs i played sports my whole life uh and but i came in third in funniest you wouldn't know that about me right like i don't sit here and like crack jokes or act silly Sometimes I do. But anyway. Wait, so, hang, hang on. Uh, they, they do a first, second, or third for superlatives? Yeah, you for, get like you a from? medal? Like, well, no. You know, you, know at the, you know at the end like how many votes you got. Oh, they actually told you. See, I just always thought it was just, okay, you won, and n- nobody finds out the voting afterwards. Yeah, but if, you're, if you are part of the nomination, if you are, if you are part of the voting process, they, you, know, they, you find out like where all the votes went. Well, maybe I would know these things if I was ever... Uh, nominated for something so anyway back to uh click or don't click a fun way that we tour around our wide wide world of sport and we find out uh, what is trending at 10:07 a.m on this sunday fun day and our producers uh tom and joe lead the way gentlemen what is trending do tell so in the world of baseball, White Sox outfielder Aloy Jimenez hospitalized and go- <gasps> undergoes an emergency appendectomy. Oh, my gosh. Joe, I can't say that I would click that, but obviously this is something that piques your interest, so I, let's entertain it. Go ahead. Jimenez had abdominal pain that intensified on Friday night. He was admitted to Good Samaritan Hospital in Cincinnati and was diagnosed with, a, with an acute appendix. He, had, he is expected to be discharged from the hospital uh, last night. Recovery time is expected to be four to six weeks. 
for an emergency appendectomy. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. It doesn't really do much for me. It doesn't move the needle for me. But, um, you know, I, I will go back and, and I don't think enough was discussed. I'm going to, I'm going to circle back to NFL because obviously that's my, that's my, my baby. Um, you know, I don't think enough was discussed last year, guys, that Joe Burrow had appendectomy surgery like a week before the season started. And here's another thing. His, um, his appendix burst. It wasn't like, oh, like, I don't know. Have you guys ever, have you guys ever known anyone who's had an appendectomy before? Have you ever, you know, a lot of times they're like, it's, it's, it's excruciating. They feel like they're passing a kidney stone. It hurts. They're nauseous. Uh, they go to the hospital and they're like, oh man, you, you need your appendix out. They make like a little incision. It's, they do it orthoscopically. They take out the appendix. It hurts. You're in pain for like a week, two weeks, whatever, but like, you're fine. When your appendix burst, there's poison that now is surging all over your body and getting into your other intestines. And that happened with Joe Burrow. So, you know, and, and I just, I just don't feel like enough people talked about it last year. I, I think that's why Cincinnati and Joe Burrow had like a really slow start to the season and then turned it on as of late. So, um, so God bless that his did not burst. Uh, it's, 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 it's I actually, um, my high school, I know I'm sharing a lot of personal information today. I don't know why, but um, my high school boyfriend uh, went to FSU University. And so that's like a good seven and a half hour drive from Miami all the way up to Tallahassee. His appendix burst on his ride up to college. And it was so bad that he had to have like seven surgeries after that. They really, they literally have to go in there and they have to like clean out your other intestines. And so it's like, uh, that's not what happened with, with Joe. I'm sure they, it burst and they, and they got him to the hospital immediately. And, and, and he was obviously, he was okay. He was able to play this season. But, um, but anyway, my point being is that it could be really, really bad, especially if you don't catch it and that, and the poison, you know, seeps into your other organs. It's like, it's, it's, it's dangerous. So God bless that they caught it early. What else do you guys have? Well, let's go from one gut punch to another. The Rangers are eliminated from the playoffs, and as a result, head coach Gerard Gallant is no longer going to be in charge of the New York Rangers. They have Mm. mutually parted ways as of yesterday, I believe. Uh, High expectations for the Rangers. They made the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They had 107 points in the regular season, even acquiring uh, stars such as Vladimir Tarasenko and Patrick Kane at the deadline. However, they just couldn't get it done against the Devils, and ultimately, that was the last straw for Gerard Gallant. The question, though, remains, where does the team go from here? The roster, well, are they going to have to fix the roster if they want to um, move on, or is it all about the coaching, Grayley? Yeah, no, it's it's interesting, um, and, and I was texting with a very dear friend of mine uh, who follows the Rangers extremely well, and and this this is this is what was communicated to me. Um, and I'm just going to read you the text uh, verbatim. Uh, the team used big chunks of cap space, youth draft picks over the past two years to win the cup. So pretty much uh, try to use a credit card and those bills are now due. Um, the team will likely take steps backward and uh, Gallant is, is I can't use that word. Uh, it's a family show uh, is a hard blank in uh, win. Now coach um, would not have patience for this bad fit moving forward. So uh, that's that's the uh, the inside skinny that I got uh, in regard to why this was a mutual um, agreeing 
agreement. Uh, but again, we have Greg, we have Greg Wyshynski, the puck daddy, who's going to be joining us at 11 a.m., uh, who's got his finger on the pulse, obviously, of the NHL. And so we will have this discussion with him and get his take on what he thinks and where this uh, this Rangers team is headed. But does not sound good, right? Time to pay the piper. Um, trying to, to run it back and, and win the cup this season. Obviously, they fell way short. And so now what happens? Uh, will be really interesting to see what Greg says about next season. What else do you got? Well, I've got one more for you, Anita. And uh-huh. seven years ago today, do you know what happened in Mets history? Seven years today? Yes. Um, give me a hint. Who uh, who was on the team? The impossible has happened. How about that? Okay, go ahead. I'm clicking. Okay. Well, the impossible happened because Bartolo Colon hit his now infamous oh. home run in San Big Diego. Big sexy! Big yes, sexy! if I had the audio... Uh, readily, I would have played it right there, but just a fun memory of a fun Mets team, um, and of course a fun athlete, a fan favorite athlete in Bartolo Colon. Again, that happened seven years ago today. The impossible was happened. It, do you know was was it was it at City? Was it was it at in San Diego? It was in San Diego. Okay, okay. Because I that, I remember that season, um. I attended a few. I attended a few Mets games. That may have been the season that city that city like refurbished, right? I'm trying to remember, but I think I think it was like that year. I attended a few. I went to a few Mets games. Um, and I remember watching Bartolo Colon bat was is is one was one of the most hysterical things to watch. I think in sport. I, I just remember stories from him, like, batting on the Mets. I remember one time, I don't know if he was with the Mets at this point, uh, but he told the catcher, hey, my back is hurting today. Just throw it down the middle, and I'm not going to swing. And he held up to his end of the agreement, and they just kept lobbing him pitches down the middle, and he didn't swing because Bartolo said his back was hurting. He didn't want to swing. And then, of course, when he hit one into the gap, it'd be fun to, you know, see him get a double. And then his teammates would go absolutely insane. It was electric in New York when Bartolo Colon was at the plate. That's for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm going to add one more. And uh, and I was doing my research. I've been doing my research in the break. Would be nice if I did my research before the show. But um, hence, um, the uh, the Westminster uh, dog show, 147th. Very interesting, right? Because we just finished the 149th Kentucky Derby. Now today starts the 147th dog show. Kind of interesting. Um, that starts today. I was looking to see if there was any odds out there uh, that one could wager uh, on this dog show, but there's none up yet. I have a feeling as we get closer to the finals, I have a feeling that we will be able to find those. Uh, and I will and I will tweet those out. You know me if you do follow me on social media at Anita Marks on Twitter at underscore. Is it underscore or I should know what my Instagram is. Anita, what is wrong with you today? It is Sunday. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Stop it. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're making me nervous. Yes. <laughs> oh, don't we miss Alex? Don't we miss Alex Trebek? By the way, did you know this? Oh, okay, so really quick. I know I'm all over the place. Uh, Twitter is at Anita Marks. Instagram is at underscore Marks. By the way, so I have a... It might not be plugged in. Let me see. Hold on. I have an, I think I have an Alexa here in my studio. 
can't say it really. Do you want me to play the Jeopardy theme again as we're waiting? No, here's here's my point for folks out there. If you have Alexa. Oh, she's she's turned off. I think I turned her off because you never know. Like every now and then, right? Alexa will say something insane. Um, And um, anyway, so if you have an Alexa, you could say, hey, Alexa, play Jeopardy. And so Alexa actually has a Jeopardy game that you could play every day. And it's Alex Trevec. It's Alex's Trevec, right? Trevec, my, it's his voice. And so they give you five, they give you five um, uh, questions with, with, of course, the music and it's Alex, it's it's his voice and it's fun. So uh, I, I typically, I try to play it every morning. Just ask, say, Alexa, let's play Jeopardy. And then, um, and then it's five questions and you compete it might be 10 questions. You compete with people all over the country. It'll tell you what your percentage is and what your score is with other people around the, around the country. You're learning a lot today on this show. Are you not? It is an educational experience today. <laughs> anyway, uh, this dog show that starts today, um, we have a New York dog in it. Uh, his name is Orbit. He's going to be representing. He's a Swedish um, Valhund. I don't even know what that is. Uh, and I'm a dog lover. I've got three. You know that. They're all chihuahuas, but nonetheless. Um, here, are the, here are the breeds that have never won the dog show. Have never won the dog show. Frenchies, 38 Frenchies have competed in the dog show. Have never won. I'm sorry. I lied. 38 Frenchies will be competing in this year's dog show. <laughs> That's not what a Frenchie sounds like. Have you ever heard of... No, that's not what a Frenchie... Have you ever heard a Frenchie bark or, or try to talk? They're really, really cute. I, I've heard them before. I just don't have a drop labeled uh, French bulldog barking. Yeah, you need to work on that. Uh, labs. There will be 43 labs that will be competing in this year's dog show. Golden retrievers. There'll be 51. But these three breeds would happen to be, let's be honest, three of the most favorite breeds, Right? In the world, right? Frenchies. Who doesn't love a good Frenchie? Um, no pun intended. Uh, labs and Goldens. These three, these three um, uh, breeds have never won. Never won. We've got 38 Frenchies, 43 Labs, 51 Goldens uh, that potentially could win. Uh, like I said, representing New York is, an, is uh, Orbit. That's uh, his name, a Swedish Valhund. Also, this is really interesting. There's a new breed that is being allowed to compete, and it's a Bracco Italian. And there will be 10 of them uh, that will be strutting their stuff. I love the dog show. I think it's so fun to watch. Anyway, that's my contribution to what is trending, and that will be on later on today. You're listening to the Anita Mark Show. That is me here on 98.7 ESPN. Quick break. We come back. Um, joining us at, at 1030 Vince Roth and uh, Dan uh, Zanata are going to join us. Uh, they are with Final Furlong Stables. I think it's important that we have a conversation today in regard to uh, the fact that seven horses had to be euthanized this week at Churchill Downs. Um, these are two gentlemen that are uh, very much into this sport, very much into the know, and I think it's a conversation we need to have. What needs to change and what could change in order to make this sport safer for these beautiful horses, these unbelievable athletes. Uh, very, very sad state of affairs this week. Um, 
in regard to what happened at the Kentucky Derby and uh, in the week that was. So we'll dive into that as well. We'll open up the phone lines if folks want to chime in, uh, share your opinion as well. Uh, we'll be here for you right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This portion of the show brought to you by Skyway Golf Course. Really excited to announce I'm going to be hosting my first golf tournament. It's going to be competitive. Right. This isn't like, you know, here's the thing. Guys. Now, I know you guys don't play. You guys don't play golf, right? I love going to the driving range, but no, I'm not an avid golfer. Yeah, that's funny. I don't like going to the driving range. Um, well, that sucks. Hence, hence why I'm, I'm stuck at about a 12 handicap. Uh, Joe, do you play? I play, but not well. Have you ever played in a tournament before? I have not. Yeah. So everybody cheats. And I can't stand it. So, um, so what we're doing is, uh, you're, you're. So, by the way, again, excited hosting a golf tournament at Skyway Golf Course. June twenty six is the date. I'm gonna have more information for you next week. We're just we're ironing out the details, but I just want to share that with you, just so you could save the date. Kind of like a wedding, right? Like an oh, you know, save the date, June twenty six. Um, so uh, it's gonna be uh, foursomes. Right, and you're going to be a team, but two players from the foursome are going to play with another two players from another foursome, uh, so that, that they can keep track of the opposing team scorecard. So that's how we're doing that. Handicaps involved: uh, barbecue, open bar at, at the end of the night or the day. Tea time starts at 11:30. It's a Monday, so anyway, save your date. Try to get off of work. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'll have more information and more details for you. Uh, next week again uh, this portion of the show brought to you by skyway golf course okay uh where was i going with this i was gonna i was gosh i had something else i wanted to say and i thought it would be funny and cute and great and i don't know um a few things uh, that are going on today uh, later on this evening uh, nba back in action the 76ers going up against the celtics tip-off is at 7 30 boston up on that series 2-1 I just don't like the way Embiid looks with an knee brace. I just don't. Talked about it with Mo Hamilton earlier today. I just don't. And so I think the Celtics win this series. Um, I like them today as well. And oh, hold on one second. I'm looking. I'm trying to look at the lines here, and nothing is coming up. I don't know why. <laughs> 
what is wrong with my computer? I'm on, I'm on April 30th. What is going on here, guys? There we go. Who just hung up? Did we have somebody on? That was a drop. Oh. Well, that's clever. That's what it sounds like when somebody actually like, like, oh, we lose somebody on the phone. Anyway, so here we go. Here are the lines. I'm laying two and a half with Boston. The over-under is 213 and a half. Again, Boston is up on the series 2-1. And so that game is um, is at 3.30 this afternoon. 3.30 this afternoon. I stand corrected. Sorry, I was on the wrong day. Uh, and then later on tonight, you've got the Nuggets going up against the Suns. Uh, give me the Nuggets and the points on the road in Phoenix. I just don't think that Katie and, and Devin Booker are going to be able to sustain playing over 40 minutes a game and putting up 47 and 40 points. That's just ridiculous. They're going to have some regression at some point. I think the, I think the Nuggets are going to come out with more um, sense of urgency tonight. So uh, that Celtics 76ers game you'll be able to see on ESPN. The Nuggets and Suns will be on TNT. Also in hockey, um, later on, 3.30, the puck drops here in our own backyard in New Jersey. The Hurricanes going up against the Devils. Devils, they've seen themselves in this situation against the Rangers down 0-2. Can they come back and win? Uh, only time will tell. We've got Greg Wyshynski, who's going to be joining us in 30 minutes. We'll talk about the future for the Rangers, as well as what his take is on this Devils-Hurricanes game as well. So all that coming your way. Quick break. We come back. Uh, let's talk about the Kentucky Derby, not just the winner, but also what happened this week at Churchill Downs. Why did seven horses have to be euthanized? That, that is, that is a, it's an outlier. It is a, it's an insane number for a week that was. So let, let's talk about what needs to change in this sport to prevent this from happening, if, if we can at all. So we'll have that conversation next, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Kentucky Derby, not fun, I'm sure, for a few horse owners out there. Uh, Mage did win the Kentucky Derby yesterday, uh, went off at 15-1. to 1. Two fills came in, uh, which we like to call place, and uh, Angel of Empire, who was favored at 4-1, to 1, came in third, which we like to call show. Uh, joining us from Final Furlong is Vince Roth. Of course, uh, he joined us yesterday um, and, uh, and and helped us preview the Derby. Uh, Vince, welcome back. How are you? Hey, Anita, how are you doing today? It's funny, I, okay. I called in yesterday from, from my younger daughter's uh, soccer 
Long Island Cup game and today from the parking lot of, a, of her lacrosse game. I think you should start featuring kids sports. I think you'd have a, a ton of people listening. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I would. Uh, first things first, before we talk about a more serious topic, um, your thoughts on, on the Derby, uh, how the race was won, and uh, your assessment of, of Mage winning yeah. uh, the Derby. I mean, congratulations to to Mage and all and all uh, you know their, his connections. I mean, the the race was great. Um, I know if, if anyone listened yesterday, we really liked the six. The six was in perfect position to win that race, um, and kind of just got swallowed up at the end, couldn't hold on, and and Mage picked up the pieces and uh, the horse looked great. And like we spoke about yesterday, the the fourteen being the favorite, um, ran a monster race. I mean, I know I know the horse only finished. Third, but you know, had that race been a little bit longer, I think um, I think Angel Empire definitely definitely would have won that race. That's one to watch out for for the next two for sure. Um, you know, we we talked about it. You know, heading into the Derby, this was very wide open. There wasn't one horse, even Forte, being scratched yesterday when he was still the favorite. But there wasn't like one horse, like head head and shoulders above better than everyone else. And it really opened up the parody. So the fact that Mage won, you know, credit, you know, credit the jockey, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's just, it's, it's the way that the, the race kind of um, falls into place for a certain horse or, or a certain jockey, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and like you said, I mean, even even with Forte in the race, I mean, I, I thought it was a fairly even matched field, um, and I don't think any of them were, you know, going to go off at you know one to five or two to one. Um, the race was pr- pretty even, and, and you saw it right at the end. I mean, even those top three horses were very very close. I mean, you know, it was it was anybody's race right there at the end. Um, and, and then, uh, more importantly, uh, another reason why I wanted to, uh, to have you join us today was, was to talk about the fact now that total of seven horses, Vince, uh, that had to be euthanized. Well, actually uh, five that were euthanized, two that died unexpectedly, um, after they raced. And, and of course, apparently they're at university of Kentucky, uh, trying to find out autopsy, trying to find out what, what happened there, but seven horses in the course of a week, uh, very much an outlier week to say the least. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, again, you're with Final Furlong. You're 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 in this club. You're in this business. What what are people talking about that are horse owners right now in regard to what happened at Churchill Downs? Yeah, I mean, you know, the safety of the animals is, is paramount. I mean, without obviously without the animals, there's there's no sport. Um, but I could tell you from firsthand. I mean, these animals are taken care of. Um, yeah, better than some people's kids for sure. It's devastating to see what happened over the last couple of days. I don't know the reason for it. I don't know if it's trainer influence. I don't know if it's the track. Um, there is a lot of talk that there should be some more regulatory bodies at the track, more vets uh, to be there to check on the animals prior, during, and right after races. I mean, I, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, but I know Churchill's definitely investigating it. Like we said yesterday, I mean, that's and that's a premier organization, and they'll definitely get to the bottom of, of what had happened. Um, you know, if you look at the numbers, not that, you know, one death is too many, uh, but the, the percentage of, of courses that you get injured in races, it's, it's sub 1%, like a fraction of a percent. Um, and, and hopefully they can just reduce that even more because it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's disheartening. And, you know, for a sport that we love so much to have that dark shadow on what's usually a wonderful day, you know, just 
suspense chills for us. And, and, and hopefully we don't see many more, if any more, anytime soon. Uh, you know, you mentioned the track, right? Like, like, and, and again, you, you've got people who are listening right now um, that don't know very little to nothing about about thoroughbreds and, and horse racing and whatnot. What 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 could go wrong? What what could go wrong on a track that could cause these type of injuries? Number one and number two, I, I was having a discussion with some friends I was with. I went to a comedy show last night and news had broke that now, you know, again, they were up to seven and somebody asked me like, well, I don't understand if, if it's, if it's just a foot, why are they being euthanized? You know, that, that I think that's a big question as well is it, what, you know, if, if it, it, explain, explain the quality of life for an animal like this and, and why, like, you know, it's, it's being like the better quality of life or lack thereof, um, the decision is made yeah. for them to be euthanized. No, that's a great question. And that's a case-by-case basis, but, you know, you have these, these animals that weigh multiple thousands of pounds standing on ankles the size of our wrists. And, you know, if, if one of those legs is bad and the, and the animal can't stand, um, their quality of life is, deteriorates relatively quickly. And, and I don't know if listeners or you, and I know you, we spoke about before, remember the whole story with Barbaro and how they tried to save him years ago. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, after that one leg got injured, it just slowly progresses to injure the other legs and something called laminitis and they get more heat in the other feet. And then just the, the quality of life of the, for the horse just ends up deteriorating. And that's a decision made by the track and the best of the track at the time. If, if it's not something that these animals would be able to come back from. Uh, but again, again, and I'm sorry, I asked you a, a two part question. I try not to do that, uh, especially at this stage in my career. Uh, but, but what, what has like in, in the history, what has been wrong on a track that causes these injuries. Oh yeah, so I mean, weather could weather could be part of it. I know the weather at Churchill was was beautiful yesterday. I mean, it was disappointing that I wasn't there. But there's also various types of tracks. I mean, you know, like Belmont, for instance, is is basically they call it Big Sandy for a reason. That track is a lot sand. It's very sandy. It's very deep. There's other tracks that are tighter and have have less dirt. Um, there's other tracks that are made of, you know, poly, like 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 an astroturf, but for horse racing that are that are like rubberized tracks. And depending on the the, the track the horse is used to training over, um, that could have a that could have an effect too if it goes to a different track that it's that it's not used to. It, it, it's like um, you know, it's like a, an, a a soccer player consistently running on a on a soccer pitch and then sprinting on a basketball court it's going to feel different for the athletes to tour and the same thing could happen there for horses. Again, Vince Roth joining us here on 98.7 ESPN from final furlong. Uh, so with that being said, uh, let's, let's put a bow on this and, and hopefully a positive one. What do you feel needs to change moving forward? Um, you know, what, what, what are you, what are you hearing in regard to the investigation? I, I think that's from what I understand is, is still happening at Churchill Downs. What, what do you think we're going to hear in the next day, week, two weeks? I mean, I, th- I think you're definitely going to see more of a veter- veterinary presence at the tracks, um, maybe at the morning workouts, maybe more in the barns, um, just on more of a routine basis. Um, you know, I go to our horses morning workouts all the time. Um, the vets do make their ways around. It's not, it's not, you know, odd that they wouldn't, but maybe they increase that presence where, you know, instead of having two track vets, they increase it to four and their presence is just, you know, they're in the paddock, they're on the track and they're at the starting gate. 
um, to, you know, really thoroughly analyze these horses at all steps before those gates open. Do you feel that if a vet would not have stepped in to have the conversation and, and, and withdraw Forte that he would have run yesterday? Uh, I mean, knowing, you know, Mike Rapoli as the horseman he is and, and you know, his, his team, I, I'm going to assume they would have scratched him anyway. I mean, I, I know how much – how hard it is to get into the Derby and, and, and how much, you know, you have riding on, on it and how excited you are. But to put the horse in harm's way, I mean, I, I truly feel that they would have taken him out of the race. And, you know, it's unfortunate that he probably only needs, like, two or three days to fully heal um but two or three days you know the kentucky derby's already over maybe we'll see him in the briefing vince thank you for your time Uh, really really do appreciate it so folks who don't know uh, vince is with final furlong um america america's best racing abr um which is a a a great uh, i don't i want to call them a company um they're they're a great um place to go and, and and of course check them out online america's best racing uh with all kinds of content and information um surrounding horse racing that one of the best content can i say can i say they're can i say they're like the espn of horse racing yeah absolutely absolutely very very well deserving they are they are the espn of horse racing and i have worked with them for the last few years and so they have this great program right now called stake and stardom where they've taken a, a number of us broadcasters um lindsey zarniak me um, I'm trying, I'm trying for whatever reason, I'm drawing a blank in regard to NFL, Ian uh, Rappaport, uh, uh, joy, uh, Taylor from Fox. So they've taken a number of us and now have aligned us with a number of stables and, uh, and ABR has aligned me with Vince Roth and final furlong where now I have part ownership, uh, in a number of Vince's horses and in exchange for uh, social media content and bringing the awareness of horse racing to the public. And so really excited. We've got a two-year-old that now is in Saratoga, capital spending. Hopefully, Vince, right? We're hoping that uh, she'll be able to race uh, this summer in Saratoga, right? Yeah, I mean, if, she, you know, if, she, if she's ready to run, the horse will tell us, you know, over the next couple of months. But I, I, she's early, and I truly believe you know, we'll see her um, at Saratoga this summer. Great stuff, Vince. Again, I appreciate you. Thank you. You got it. 800-919-3776. You want to chime in? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. As somebody like me, I I just, I love animals so much. Um, If you know me, you listen to me, you know that about me. And this is just really, really uh, one of the the sad part of, of this sport in loving these animals so much. It's tough. It's tough. So if somebody's out there is like, I don't agree with it. I don't, I don't agree with horse racing. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I do. Um, it, it's, it's tough. Anita Marks with you. Uh, we're going to have, um, Greg Wyshynski again, who's going to be joining us in our next hour. Let's talk some NHL as we know the devils looking to get into that win column. They need to against this Canes team. That's for sure. And, um, and also we'll continue to talk about the Knicks. Also a conversation I was having with our producers early today. Has it set in that Aaron Rodgers is your starting quarterback for the Jets? Like, it just, it has not set in with me yet. I I don't, like, I I don't know. And I don't know when it will. I don't know. When training camp's open, uh, regular season game one, regular season game one, preseason, I I don't know. Like, has it set in yet? Like, Jets fans, do you wake up and you're like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is our starting quarterback? Or, Or is it like, wait a minute, Aaron Rodgers is our starting quarterback? 
like like <laughs> what what's the narrative for you right now? Like has it set in? I'm curious. 800-919-3776. We'll be right back. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sunday fun day here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you until noon. Larry Hardesty picks up where I leave off. Um, you've got NBA action coming your way today. Celtics and 76ers tip off at 3.30. Nuggets and Suns at 8 o'clock. Some hockey. The Devils coming your way as well. Uh, going up against the Canes. Greg Wyshynski is going to join us in about 10 minutes uh, to preview that game. And um, I'm trying to think what else is coming your way today. A lot, a, a lot happening this weekend, that's for sure. Um, as I asked before we went to break... Uh, for Jets fans, has it has it set in yet that Aaron Rodgers is your starting quarterback, right? Like, let's be honest, he's definitely been making the rounds uh, in around New York. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see him at the Devils game today. Guys, you, you said that you heard that he's living in New Jersey. Is that what you heard? That's what I thought I heard. I can't actually confirm those details or not because I don't think that was made public information necessarily about, hey, Aaron, what's your address? Uh, you should uh, let everybody know so Jets fans can go uh, knock on your door and ask for your autograph. Um, well, nobody's nobody's going to ask for his address, but like it was I, a topic of conversation. I, like, I where think, is he? Is I he going to live? he's in New Jersey. Right. Like, like I, there's a buzz that he's looking for a place here in Hoboken, but Hoboken's a, you know, I mean, you could kind of, you know where the, you know, the premier Hotsi Totsi you know, high rises, not even high rises, um, apartment buildings are. So you can kind of assume where uh, he would reside, but you never, I, I mean, there was some talk that he, he lived in Williamsburg. Is he like a Williamsburg, Brooklyn, a Dumbo kind of guy? Possibly. But like that commute would be, unless he has a helicopter, that commute would be horrid. Hey, listen, right? maybe Woody Johnson's got a helicopter. He can lend Aaron for a year or two. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. 800-919-3776. What will Aaron be working with? Garrett Wilson, who seems to be uh, his buddy that he likes to take around to all these games, uh, whether it's the Devils, Rangers, um, Knicks. Uh, Alan Lazard, obviously, here. Which, by the way, did you hear um, Robert Sala came out and said, you know, Aaron Rodgers' quote-unquote wish, wish list was ridiculous. Okay. Hey, do, hey, do we want to hear that uh, quote by Robert Sala? Go ahead. Let's play it. So I'm going to try to say this as respectfully as I can. I'm not attacking anyone. I do think it's a silly narrative with regards to wish lists. And I say that because there's 32 teams in the NFL, and it's common practice for when there's changes, when you have a new coaching staff, when you have people coming in, that you surround those people with people they're familiar with. I had a wish list. Solomon Thomas, Marcel Harris, DJ Reed, Quan Alexander, guys who I've worked with who are very familiar with our messaging, very familiar with our scheme, who can come in and play. We had it on offense with Lakin Tomlinson and Tevin Coleman and guys who had been in the system. Shoot, Tom Brady goes to Tampa and he gets Gronkowski and Antonio Brown. You know, it is very common 
for new faces to want old faces, to be able to come in and help accelerate the installation of a program. Everything's being pinned on the quarterback. It's not just him. Hackett has something to say about it. He loves Lazard, loves Randall, took Billy Turner with him to uh, Denver, wanted him here in Green Bay. So, of course, you're going to surround a coach with people who he feels will be able to plant the flag. So, you know, that whole narrative of people are trying to put on the quarterback, I think it's tired, but it's common practice in the NFL. Okay, he contradicts himself. This is the first time that I'm hearing this quote. He contradicts himself. So he's saying, oh, that narrative out there that Aaron Rodgers had a wish list, that's silly. Oh, but we all have a wish list. And Tom Brady had a wish list. And I have a wish list. And Nathaniel Hackett has a wish list. So what is it? Is it that Aaron Rodgers didn't have a wish list and the fact that the media just assumed that he had a wish list or was reporting that he had a wish list was stupid and dumb? Or is it that, yeah, you know what? He had a wish list and he's entitled to a wish list because he's going to be the starting quarterback and he wants to come here and feel comfortable. What is it? Right? Like, did that not make sense? Does it, does it sound like he's contradicting himself? Oh, the media is so stupid for you to go out there and report that there's a wish list. That's just dumb. Don't mean to insult anyone. Oh, by the way, what's wrong with a wish list? Tom Brady had a wish list. Do you understand? Like, like he was talking in circles just now. Am I, am I perceiving that wrong? Well, first, let's find out from Aaron Rodgers himself if he actually had a wish list. Let's uh, see if he does. All the hmm. answers are right inside me. Uh, I guess he's going to keep it to himself. <laughs> But yeah, I think you are onto something. I think he is kind of contradicting what, himself. What right is there. it? Like, just come out and say, you know what? He had a wish list. What's wrong? Like, there's nothing wrong with him having a wish list. If we all have it, what's wrong with it? I don't. Uh, I don't get it. Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, you're up. Hey, Anita. Ah, uh, name my day. Phone call with the new mark. Oh, that's sweet. Your friend, your friend is going to be on the Steve Harvey show on Tuesday. And the only reason why I bring it up. Who's my friend? Me. Oh. (laughs) It's Jet related and it's fantasy football related and golf related. So I hope that you get a chance to watch. It's going to be on Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Anyway, so with the Aaron Rodgers thing, okay, I actually sued Vinny for $1,800. So, the Aaron Rodgers thing, it's not like the Brett Favre thing, and I thought it was until you hear the press conference. Brett Favre didn't want to be here. He wanted to be a Viking, they didn't let him. Aaron Rodgers, after the press conference, I felt like this guy is, is, is our guy. He's, he wants to be here. He wants to win the Super Bowl. It might not happen, but I don't think it's going to be a one and done. I don't know. I, there's no guarantees, but at least – after the press conference, I felt like this guy is all in. And that's all a Jet fan would want to hear, that he's all in. I want to hear your take on it. And the only thing that would concern me now is the defense. Because when in that Detroit game, they get a fourth and one to give up a 50-yarder. It's still, to me, the same defense. It's Sally's defense. And too many penalties, too many big plays. All right. Thanks, Anita. I love you. Bye. You got it. You got it, Artie. 800-919-3776. We come back. Uh, Greg Wyshynski, a.k.a. The Puck Daddy, will join us. Devils fans, uh, what's going on? Can they turn this series around at home? This young core of speedsters? We will find out next here on 98.7 ESPN. I actually sued Vinny for $1,800.